Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the 411 from 406. My name is Chewy, and I am joined once again by my brother from another mother, Mr. Pip. How are you, sir? Great, man. Everything's good here. How are you? I'm good. I'm pumped that we were we were able to kind of squeeze this in, right? Like to to pull the curtain back a little bit. Like we were we talked about, hey, maybe we, we podcast tonight, and then it wasn't gonna happen. And then like at the literally like the eleventh hour, it was like, hey, can we do it? And we're gonna do it. So I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. And this is kind of a little bit outside of the playbook because we don't really have an agenda tonight. I mean, I think we had some things we wanted to chat about. This is clearly just an excuse for you and I to talk, right? Yes. It's not much of anything else, but there are no top five lists or anything like that. I think there were a couple events recently that that we wanted to cover that we thought would be good to talk about since they are topical. So yeah, I mean, yes. it's any excuse to get on here and be able to shoot the shit about absolutely nothing and have a beer works for me. Indeed. So let's see. Well, I, I think we got we got to start with I think the most recent, which is just today. We lost another one, man. We lost another WWF slash WWE. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Leap and Lanny Poffel left us today, man. Sixty eight years old. Sixty eight years old. I read that yeah. news and I sent that to you. I'm sure you had already seen it because it had been posted in probably a lot of the Facebook pages that you and I follow. Yeah. Yeah, I was really. I was really disappointed to hear that. And of course, it you can't really think about losing someone like Lanny Poffo without thinking about Randy Savage, who who is clearly and probably I think it's fair to say the top three of both of our lists of all time greatest wrestlers, yeah. entertainers ever. And, you know, Poffo wasn't exactly a fan favorite. He wasn't a great wrestler, actually. I don't know. Maybe going back in time, it's a little hard to say. What I know is that he wasn't a popular wrestler. He wasn't Hulk Hogan. He wasn't Ric Flair. He wasn't of that caliber. I think technically he held his own in the ring, but was never as popular as his older brother. So he went through a couple different gimmicks. There was just Leapin' Lenny Poffo. And of course, there was the genius, which was his probably more popular persona that he adopted towards the end of his career. But I mean, if I'm being honest, he was probably in the grand scheme of the wrestling hierarchy, he was probably just a barely a step above a jobber at this point. Right. I, I, I was just, yeah, I was just going to say he was, he was kind of, he was like the, the, the pro level of jobber, right. He was, yeah, he, he, he wasn't a, he wasn't a no name. He wasn't, you know, he was above like Steve Lombardi, right. He was <laughs> above the Brooklyn brawler. He was sure. above, he was above Barry O. He was above Iron Mike Sharp, right? But I not, think so. But not too far, like right. a half a notch. Yeah, he, and just to be clear to the listening audience who may not be super into wrestling, which <laughs> I can't imagine you are listening if you're not, but a jobber is basically another name for enhancement talent, which is if you go back to the 80s and you watch one of those old superstars of wrestling or wrestling challenge or whatever. And it's like, this next match is going to be the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase versus Barry Horowitz. And everyone's like, who the hell is who? Barry Horowitz? Right? right. He was a very uh, popular jobber back in the day, but typically they would have the named wrestlers wrestle the unnamed wrestlers so that they could bolster their popularity and all of that. And, and these days, they don't really have those anymore. These days, pretty much everybody wrestles everybody, and they're all very popular names, and it's a survival of the fittest kind of thing. So, yeah. But, but Lanny Poffo was definitely 
probably one of the high-end jobbers, if you will. Although I do think, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he beat Hulk Hogan once? He didn't pin him, but I think he won in like a count out at he some point. Well, yeah, that, that does ring a bell. And and here's and I guess here's what I will say about Lanny Putnam. Now that we're talking about it, I think maybe I undersold him. He he was he was better than a pro jobber. He and the reason I say that is I mean, he had he had mic time, he had a yes, a, a gimmick that like everybody knew like he would come out and he would throw frisbees to the crowd and he would get on the mic and he would do poetry and he would do like so he was he was more than you know what he was i think he was probably like the the first or in that first wave of character like occupation <laughs> occupational sure. gimmicks right you know we, yeah. we went through a phase where we had a dentist and an irs guy and a hockey goon and a garbage man and like he was you know he was like he was the poet he was you know um so he was kind of on the on the leading end of of that kind of lower t- lower tier guys who could work a program with the big names right and for those bigger guys, it was first they would beat a jobber and then they would go to a, a Lanny Poffo, right. And, and kind of be on their way. Now, I guess all this talk about, about jobbers, I think you can make a, in my opinion, you can make a really good case that I think the current wrestling product lacks, like is, is actually worse off for not having enhancement talent to oh, some degree. So. Well, and here's why I say that and again, those enhancement talent matches were, were always kind of shitty. But to your point, like now, because everybody beats everybody, we're we're kind of stuck in this thing where unless it's Roman Reigns and, and you're going to get a program, say, between, I don't know, pick two guys, um, uh, Seth Rollins and uh, Kofi Kingston, right, as an example, you're going to get three matches. And one guy's going to win one, then the next guy's going to get him with the other. You know what I mean? Like it's it's only almost always this kind of 50 50 book. Sure. Here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's better or worse. It's just very, very different than than the way we grew up. Yeah. I think the today's version of the jobbers is are, are the squash matches that happen when someone like Brock Lesnar comes out or when they're introducing a new character who may be this larger than life type person and they don't want to put them up against anybody yet. So they do a couple jobber slash squash matches you know they had uh, i'm trying to think of who the the guys are today that do that kind of thing maybe like akira tozawa or you know some of those yeah. lesser known guys that it's maybe ta- you went know what it through... is? it's it's tag wrestlers that they break up you know what i mean like oh it's, yeah it, that's a good point it, it's like yeah they'll, they'll do a lot of that but anyways rest in peace lenny poffo that's yes. uh that's definitely unfortunate and i will say he he made it longer than many of his peers but 68, is that right? Yeah, I think that's still, what's a, that's still that's young. really young, especially yeah. for a guy who I don't think I'm sure he used steroids at some point because every wrestler did, but didn't seem like the kind of guy who abused it. But who knows? It's either yeah. way. It's uh, I wonder how old was Savage? How old was Randy when he died? 58. So 58. Randy Savage was 58. So that's obviously yeah. 10 years younger. So anyways, we're talking wrestling here. I think we'd be remiss not to bring up the most recent pay-per-view that you and I yes. both watched, although separately, the 2023 Royal Rumble, which yes. was, uh, I mean, by all accounts, I think a fantastic show. I really liked it. There were some sleeper matches in there, but 
in terms of what they were able to do with the two different rumbles, as well as the main event, uh, which was Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, I thought it was awesome. In fact, I'll go ahead and go on record as saying, I think it's the funnest or most enjoyable men's rumble match I've ever seen. I mean, what do you think? What were your thoughts? Wow. Overall, I thought it was a great show. The rumble match itself. Yes, I really, really enjoyed. I don't know that I would go so far as to say it was my favorite Rumble match. I still have a sweet spot in my heart for when Ric Flair won the title back in... Oh, God. What year? 92 or something. Yeah, 92, 93, something like that. Now, it's been a while since I've gone back and I've watched that match. I also really enjoyed some of the, the Rumbles where, you know, Steve Austin won and the one where Rey Mysterio went beginning to end, I really enjoyed. But to your point... This this Rumble match, I think, was probably beginning to... There was very little filler in there, in the yeah. match itself. I mean, it was... I, I think where this one uh, might might be lesser than some of those other ones to me, with the exception of, I think, Booker T, there wasn't one surprise that, that I can remember. Sure. Now, the, the, the flip side to that is... If we if we think back to the surprises that we've loved over the years, it's been like all of these legend type wrestlers. I, they're they're just getting too old to yeah. They're, it's they're not going to do it anymore, right? I mean, they just can't. I, I don't think they can. I don't think they should at this point. There are yeah. there. I think we have officially reached the era, or we have reached the period in time where the legends era can't compete and make yeah. it make it worth. I don't think they can. I don't think physically they can even get cleared by the by the WWE medical right. team because they have to go through physicals and all that stuff just to take a bump, just to do one simple small thing. But we're not going to see anybody. I mean, obviously Hogan is long past being able to yeah. do anything. Uh Jake Roberts, you know, obviously still does circuits uh you know, talking to fans and stuff, but he can't get in the ring. Those guys are all way too old at this point. Yeah. So I think well, the legend era is past right now. We're the the legends now are, are the Booker T's out there who, you know, kind of came after probably the next generation after the yeah. Hogan's and the Macho Men. But even Booker did not look that good in the ring. I mean, in my no. opinion, he got a huge pop, which was great. And I'm super happy for him. But I don't think it translated very well. And to be honest with you, I'm sort of conflicted about it. I used to love seeing the legends get in the ring. But I mean, they just kind of get embarrassed and thrown out right away. And I don't want to see that. Like, I'd rather see them do something great and throw somebody out or affect the match somehow. But it doesn't make sense for them to do that. Well, and and especially, you know, I I actually hadn't thought about, you know, when you were mentioning the fact that they need to get cleared, especially for the Rumble. Like, every single one of them has to take a bump. They have to go over the top rope. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, it's not just like they got to go in and get pinned. Or, you know what I mean? Like, they have to go over the top rope, which is not, I mean, yeah, there are easy ways to do that or easier and harder, but I don't know about you. I wouldn't want to go over the top rope. Like, even the easy, you know what I mean? Like, sure. So, yeah, yeah. I I don't think it can happen. I mean, I think back to that spot on Raw the last time Jake the Snake was on, and this was when Dean Ambrose was there with the Shield, and they did a bit. I think this was kind of at the height of Jake's sort of resurgence when he got inducted in the hall of fame and he did the resurrection of Jake, the snake Roberts video where he had kind of dealt with his addictions and got back in better physical shape. And he really wanted to be in the Royal rumble, but at that point it was still too much, but 
if you remember that segment on Raw, he came out and he put his snake on Dean Ambrose, but everybody was chanting like DDT, like everybody wanted to see him DDT, but I don't even think he was allowed to do that because he wasn't cleared. And I think that's an insurance thing. I, I'm not sure all the details, but yeah, so I, I don't necessarily mind the legends not being in there this time, but I just, I love the pacing of the match. I love how great. every moment seemed to count and so many stories and even though the rumble is kind of formulaic, right? Like somebody runs down, they run in the ring, they'll they'll throw about four or five punches on different guys, and then they'll get hit, and then they'll just kind of settle down. I mean, that happens pretty much with every new entrant. But I just thought there were so many really great standoffs where yes, where Seth Rollins would stand up against somebody that he hasn't necessarily fought against for a while, and the crowd would just start to you know, boil because they were so excited about it. And I think that kind of thing just happened over and over. I love seeing Rollins in there. I actually kind of thought towards the end, they were going to swerve on everybody and give it to him, which I really would have loved. But obviously Cody is the heir apparent for the title at this point. So that's why he won. But I don't know. It was just, I thought it was wall to wall excitement and that fucking spot where Logan Paul and Ricochet jumped off of opposite ropes and came together in the air was just, it was, it was mind blowing that they did it so perfectly on the first try. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I literally stood up on my couch in my underwear in the basement and went, fuck you. This is amazing. <laughs> like I was, so, I was throwing my fist in the air. It was so cool. It, it Yeah. So um, my brother came over and we were watching it, the show in the basement and, like yeah when that spot happened we were just like oh my god like it was it was crazy and you're right and it looked good i mean it what it, it i mean I, I would imagine you have to practice that i don't know how you practice that but yeah they if nothing else those guys are amazing athletes um yeah. i don't think it's any surprise but yeah the, i mean the rumble match itself was was amazing the one thing and i don't think i've talked to you about this so dominic mysterio comes out yeah earlier in the match i don't know eight nine ten whatever number it was and then they play his dad's music, Ray Mysterio, but he doesn't come out. He doesn't come out. And then eventually they play the next guy's music. And then like they they never came back to that. They no story, nothing, which was kind of weird. I, I just assumed they would have shown shown him all beat up or something, but we didn't get anything. Yeah. So I think Dominic actually came up after Ray Mysterio. He was the one immediately following because that's oh, why that, he brought okay. the mask and he made it look like he beat him up oh, or something okay. backstage. It, you know what? You're right. That's right. Ray had gotten injured, I think, on the SmackDown the night before or at, at some very recent show. But what I don't understand is why didn't they just put somebody else in the Rumble? Why? I mean, I don't understand why they they only had 29 guys in the Rumble. They didn't yeah. actually have 30 because they never replaced Ray with anybody else. Now, maybe Ray was trying to go and then just decided game time decision couldn't do it. Yeah. But I mean, they've got so many guys back there. You can't tell me they didn't have somebody else that could have gone in there and done a couple spots and just got thrown over. I I just don't understand why they didn't do that. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, you, you think about guys that that weren't in the Rumble, right? Randy Orton wasn't in the Rumble. The the Usos weren't in the Rumble. Sami Zayn wasn't in the Rumble. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, those I guys agree. all yeah. had stuff to do, so had, I can no, kind they, of they understand did. why they wanted to well, say that for the end. But I guarantee, if you think through your head and. Dolph Ziggler wasn't in there like yeah he could have got he would have been more than capable of going yeah. in there taking a few bumps and going over the top rope if in that's what they wanted to do in fact I saw an article that I think this was the first time in like 14 years 15 years that he hasn't been in the rumble like broke the streak 
no of kidding. Being, of being in Rumble matches, yeah. Yeah, he's great. I wish they could yeah. find better ways Something. to use it. Yeah. But, but what did you think about the girls' match? Did you like that one? I did, yes. Well, first of all, I was, and I, I don't mean this to sound sexist, I was kind of surprised they started the show with the guys' Rumble. I just assumed... If you're going to put one at the beginning and one at the end, you, you start with the girls and you end with the guys. I think ultimately the way the whole show played out and the pacing of not only the guys rumble, but the female rumble, I thought it was great. I was super pumped again. Another, another rumble match with no very little filler, no filler, no surprise entries for the most part, no legends for the most part. But again, that match flowed from beginning to end. I'm a huge fan of Rhea Ripley. So I love yes. seeing her win. So excited about that. I, I think she's, I think she's, I hate to, I like, I kind of think she's the next big thing. I mean, she's, I know she's been champion already and like has had titles, but like there's something about her, man, that I've, I've always just totally dug her. I yes. didn't really care for I didn't really care for the, you know, the goth phase that she went or she went through or is going through with, with Damien Priest and, and Dominic. I don't really care for that particular storyline, but her as a character and as a performer, like I'm all in on Rhea Ripley. I love her. Yeah, I don't know what it is about her, but I feel the exact same way. I have yeah. always been in since day one on Rhea Ripley because she's she just embodies like intimidation and she yeah. she's ripped. I mean, she is she is in incredible shape and she's you know, she's intimidating. I mean, that's I, I guess that's the yeah. only way I know how to put it. Like you see girls like Alexa Bliss and you know, Alexa Bliss is like four foot four and, you know, 27 pounds and can barely make the ropes move when she bounces off of them. Yep. But when Rhea Ripley goes in there, she goes again. I mean, she was in the men's rumble. <laughs> it's uh, I yeah. think like a year or two ago. And she she convinces me that she could hold her own in that, you know, like she but but she's not like China in the sense where she is. I don't know. Again, I don't I don't want to also be insensitive to this, but I mean, China was very masculine in her appearance mm -hmm. and, and her persona. I don't get that from Rhea. I feel like she can be very strong and, and muscular and dominant, but still be feminine at the same time. And I, I like that as a contrast. I think that that really yeah. works. Yeah. So I'm trying to think she eliminated who? Liv Morgan, maybe? At the end, yeah. So she was first, and Liv was second, right? I think, and then Liv was the last, second. To, well, Liv was the last one to go out and well, she, put yeah. her out. I okay. think that was right. And I, I tell you what, I loved about both Rumble matches was there were people at the very beginning that went the whole way in both matches. So Gunther, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um, he was, I think, either number one or number two in the men's rumble, and he was the last guy to get eliminated. He was 100% the MVP of the men's rumble. Oh, my I God. Think. He was, he he was, was the, so good. He yeah. was outstanding. I didn't want him to win necessarily, but when he was in there, I, I just I just had that feeling. I'm like, this guy, this could be the match that makes him. And real. I mean, I shouldn't say that. He's the Intercontinental Champion, but he's also on SmackDown, so nobody right. really gives a shit about him. But I really think this is going to command him to be – in the limelight more so yeah i think that was great and and you know sort of in parallel rhea ripley she was the first entrant she was the first women's uh, wrestler to ever win the royal rumble from the first position yep. so i just i thought that was great here's my one criticism about the women's rumble is that i really think the whole angle between bailey and damage control and becky lynch played out too quickly i think 
I think that Bailey and and I don't remember their names, you know, her her little faction there. I think that yep. they could have made it last a lot longer. And I think they they all four of them dropped out of the match like maybe about halfway through or maybe just yep. past the halfway point. And I really thought that they could have done that more. I mean, I'm I'm a big Becky Lynch fan as well, so I would have liked to have seen her make a little bit more of an impact. I mean, she did good, but she just wasn't in there very long. So it was a brave choice, but it was one that I don't know if I totally agreed with. Sure. So I have to admit, like, I, I haven't really watched much, much wrestling lately. And so, like, I'm, I'm watching a little bit of the pre-show. I did watch Raw 30, or at least part, pieces, parts of it the other night. But I was kind of coming into the Rumble with the exception of the Bloodline stuff. From a storyline perspective, I'm, I was kind of coming in blind. And here's what I will say that show top to bottom was still super enjoyable, even without all of that knowledge of kind of what's going on storyline wise and those kind of things. Yeah. Now I will say that, you know, between now and WrestleMania, I'll watch everything, right. It's WrestleMania season. Yeah. The show went really long though. I mean, what did it go eight to like 1230 almost? I mean, it was, it was a long show. It was over four hours, not including the press conference they did, which I think put it closer to five. Mark and I were like, oh God, it's like, it's getting late. <laughs> and so if there was a, if there was a low point in the overall show, it was for me, it was clearly the, the Mountain Dew match. I, I don't even know what it was called. Pitch Black. Yes. I don't know why they continue to do these lighting gimmicks with Bray Wyatt. He is such an amazing performer. And like when he was the fiend, they would do all these matches where he was wrestling in the dark and it was all red and neon. And now they're doing this pitch black thing. And like, just give me Bray Wyatt. Like, and I, maybe they're doing it for the whole Captain Howdy, like the creepy factor. I don't know. And clearly that came into play here, but mm-hmm. I just want to see Bray Wyatt. He's so good. I don't care like which persona or who, how he's wrestling. I just want to see him under the lights. I don't know. Yeah. So that's just, that's just me, though. Well, I thought they were going to do that, too, because they bring him back and then he comes in and he cuts a promo in the ring as himself, basically, mm-hmm. and says, hey, thanks. You know, it's because of you guys that I'm back and all this stuff. And then he sort of slips back into that role. And I would agree. I think that it's it's cool to look at, but I feel like the substance is lacking and I don't I don't know what and, and I don't know. I don't really know this LA Knight guy very well. I know that he's a great talker. I, I've seen very little of him, but from what I have seen, I think he is going to be big and, and much yeah. bigger if they can find like his thing to get his groove. But that match was, was other than the fact that it looked cool and I'm sure it will be in the next uh, video game that comes out yeah. because it's, yeah. it's very video game esque. I just, it was a complete waste of time for me. There were two matches on, well, I mean, there were what, only five matches on the card because of the two rumbles? Yeah. Yep. Uh, there were two of those five matches that were garbage to me. That was one of them. And the other one was the Bianca Belair, yeah, uh, Alexa trash. Bliss match. It was, yeah. it was, but I think to, to their defense, I don't think that was the talent's fault. I think it was a matter of, they knew the show was going long and they know it yeah. was going to go even longer and they wanted to give enough time yeah, the bloodline storyline at the end of the show. So they basically said, Hey, Alexa, Bianca, you guys have about seven minutes. I mean, yep. which is a, a huge disservice to both of them, but I, I get it. You know, if anything, they, 
I almost kind of think for the women's rumble, maybe they shouldn't have 30. Maybe they should only have 20, not because women aren't as good, but just because the, right. there's just not a, as much of a quantity of female wrestlers out there right now. Because, I mean, they were pulling in NXT people. They were pulling in yeah. all kinds of uh, wrestlers that, admittedly, I'd never heard of before. But that's, you know, that's not to say they're not good. It just means I I don't watch some of the yeah. uh, some of the undercard stuff. I'm looking at the official times of, of the five matches. So the, the men's rumble was an one hour and 11 minutes. The female match was one hour and one minute. The Bray Wyatt match was five minutes and five seconds. The Bianca Belair match was seven minutes and 35 oh, seconds. I called that. I said yeah, seven did. minutes. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> it was a total and, fucking guess. And the, the Roman Kevin Owens match was, was only bell to bell. 19 minutes and 15 seconds. Obviously we went way longer with that, with the kind of poach post bell stuff. Well, that stuff probably lasted just as long as the match. Just as long. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let's talk about that because that's really what everybody was excited to see. Yes. Outside of the rumble matches, the bloodline, which has been this really long going storyline where Roman Reigns and his family you know the the Usos and Solo. His name Sam. is Solo. Oh, so he's he's actually one of their other brothers, I think. Right, right. Yeah. So you've got the Usos, you've got Solo, and then of course Sami Zayn kind of worked this his way amazing. into this, <laughs> which is really goofy when you think about it, but yeah. it worked. Yeah. And I I saw this interview with Sami Zayn. He's like, yeah, I I don't think if Vince was still running everything, that ever would have happened. But you know, Triple H really trusted me to yeah. to jump in there and and try to make this work. And of course, Sami Zayn is one of those talents that just, he just gets huge pops everywhere he goes. And I don't think it's because he's a incredible wrestler. I just think he's a, a likable guy and a likable yeah. character. And I do think he's a good wrestler for the record, but it was, you know, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens being probably one of my favorite wrestlers that exists today. I just think he's got the perfect combination of athleticism in, in a body that doesn't necessarily look like it. And he's a genius in the microphone. So Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, and we kind of got the sense that, you know, Sami Zayn, who has been kayfabe best friends with Kevin Owens for for decades at this point, like they grew yeah. up together. I don't know if they grew up together, but they certainly went through. They're both Canadian. Yeah, I know. yeah, they're they're both Canadian and they're both uh, they both came up in the same kind of companies and things side yeah. by side. So they've been friends for a long time. And so the crowd's hip to this they know sammy's gonna turn and we finally got the culmination of this storyline with sammy as they were beating up <laughs> mercilessly i might add after a yeah. handcuffed kevin owens and sammy Zayn is given a, a steel chair by roman and he says you got to hit kevin owens and instead he hits roman reigns and yep. i swear to god the decibel level my tv speakers almost blew out i yeah. don't think i've heard a pop like that in my life i mean i can't imagine what it must have been like to be in san antonio to oh yeah actually witness that live it legit sounded like some of the pop and this is going to be kind of sacrilege but it legit sounded like some of the pops that stone cold steve austin used to get back in the day like oh, when he would sure. come out you know yeah it, it was or the rock or what yeah it was and it's and it's funny because right now today and and maybe we'll look back on this podcast years from now and and be like, look how stupid Chewy was. But 
right now today, Sami Zayn is just not in the category of Stone Cold Steve Austin or The no. Rock or even or even Roman Reigns or even Roman. And man. he's yeah. in that same interview that I I referenced earlier. He said that he's like, yeah, I, cu- I couldn't really go toe to toe. Would they give me the belt? Yeah, maybe they give me the belt and maybe I can hold it for a little while. But I'm not Roman Reigns. I can't be the next right. character that that the universe wants to see. Right. You know what it almost feels like a little bit? It feels a little bit like Daniel Bryan back in the day. Well, right? he may, like, again, not to keep going back to yeah, that interview, but he yeah. referenced Daniel Bryan a lot of times because yeah. Daniel Bryan was one of those wrestlers that the people crowned right. him champion. They basically said, WWE, you need to make this happen. I mean, that's yeah. that's why W that's why Daniel Bryan ended up getting the belts because like the WWE universe demanded it at that point. Yeah. So I think so, that's very similar to Sammy's story and that they just love him so much that WWE is kind of being forced to put him in yeah. those storylines so that they the fans can get what they want to see. Okay, so all so all of that being said, so at the at the end of the day, Roman holds on to the titles, he beats he beats Kevin Owens and and actually he beats him clean, which I appreciate. Like there wasn't a whole lot of yes. like outside interference. You know, I mean he beat he beat him clean. I don't think the Usos interfered. There, was, did there they? were distractions. They they didn't okay, but like they, they didn't, didn't hit him with a chair. Okay. They didn't okay. do any they didn't hold his leg down when he was getting okay. pinned, but they did jump up on the mat or something okay. and distract him. Okay. So for the most part though, I'll I'll call that a clean, a clean victory, mm-hmm. which again I appreciate. Like they're clearly building Roman as this big, strong monster heel which only is possible because they jammed him down our throats for so long. Now I've been a Roman fan. Even when he was a face, I was a Roman fan when, when not too many people were. So I love, love, love this version of Roman Reigns. Like I'm, I'm, this is awesome. Well, don't get you too used to him. (laughs) Well, because I think we're going to lose him after WrestleMania. Well, but here's, so here's, here's the question, right? And I think you and I have been talking about this potential scenario for years i've been saying i think they're setting up rock and roman i don't i don't think it's going to be sammy like i don't like where do we go here from here do well you think? so a couple interesting points to to speak to and and to answer that question so the first of all obviously cody rhodes won the royal rumble so yep. he's going to wrestlemania and right. challenging for the title right now that does roman have the title at that point i have to think so but I would think so. I, I don't know. But what's interesting is that the Elimination Chamber is the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. That happens in, I don't know, a couple weeks at this point. It's I Probably, think mid, yeah. mid-February, mid to late February. It's in Montreal. Yep. So it's in Canada, where yep. Kevin Owens is from, where Sami Zayn is from. Now, yep. they could they could pivot to a Sami Zayn-Roman Reigns match at the Elimination Chamber, which... I mean, I mean, I, you know, for yeah. those people who watch wrestling, Montreal or, or Canada <laughs> is is yeah. a different beast. It it is different. They worship their wrestlers up there. Like yeah. when when Bret Hart would go back up there back in the days when he was wrestling, like he yeah. would get a bigger pop than Hulk Hogan could ever hope for. So you can be sure that the crowd is going to be nuts if they put that together. And I, I think that they should. I think that they should put Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. But I, I don't think they're going to take the belt off of him. I, I just don't. It doesn't make sense. They can't waste that opportunity because it's not going to be Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn for the main event of WrestleMania. It's right. just not. 
So it's a foregone conclusion. Roman is taking the belts to WrestleMania for sure. Now, the interesting thing that you haven't mentioned that I think puts an interesting twist in all this is that, was it Jey Uso? I, I can't remember. I can't tell them apart very well. But yeah. Jey Uso stepped away from the bloodline. He basically walked away from Roman yeah, and, he did. And, his, and his brother and said, you know, hey, I'm out. Like, I'm done. So that's interesting because the Usos are the tag champs right now. And yep. what I thought was going to happen and still could happen is that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were going to mend their friendship and they were going to go after the tag belts and win them yep. at WrestleMania. And then Cody Rhodes was going to go after the championship and win it at WrestleMania. And I still think that that could happen. But the Usos now aren't back together anymore. They're not together. So as you're talking, here's what I think is going to happen. I might even bet five bucks on this. <laughs> I think you're going to get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the other Uso, which whether it's Jay, I don't, again, I don't remember which one's which. I think Jay's and, the one that walked out. Okay. So Jimmy and Solo. That's what they'll do. Because right now the, the Usos have the titles. Correct. And so Jay walked out. Again, if we're getting the names right. Yeah. Jay walked out. So that leaves Jimmy by himself. Yeah. They'll plug they'll plug Solo into that spot. And just give him the other tag belt? Yes. And then and then have and then Sammy and Kevin win those titles. Okay. So they could do that. And maybe they'll write that into the storyline somehow, right? They'll say, well, since Jimmy left, we're going to put right. Solo yeah. in and, and he gets to be the new champ. But right. what does is, what is Jimmy do at that point? Well, I, I, I don't know. So because he, that, they've got to give him a good spot. And, and there's not an obvious opponent for him right now, is there? Unless maybe he goes against Solo. Well, but then you still got this. Yeah, you gonna I have. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I still... I still keep coming back to The Rock in Hollywood. We're in Hollywood. He 100% will be there. I he has to be, right? I don't think he's going to wrestle. If he was going to wrestle, they would have at least shown him at the Rumble. I think he would have made an appearance, or there would have been a reference, or he would have done a video clip that they well, showed. Like, they didn't do anything. Roman Reigns was on Jimmy Fallon the other night before the rumble and they brought up the rock on Jimmy Fallon. And apparently the rock has said, and here's like his official reason he's not going to be at WrestleMania is because he can't get in shape in time. <laughs> okay. Let's, <laughs> let's, right. let's just well, take a minute well, to appreciate that. Right? Exactly. And well, and, and even Roman was just like, uh, yeah, but, but here's what Roman said on Jimmy Fallon. He said, he goes, yeah, he goes, clearly the guy's, you know, built like a brick shit house. He goes, but there is a difference between being ripped to the bejesus and being in ring shape, which I can buy. Sure. I can buy that. I also saw a press conference with triple H after the rumble and somebody asked him the same question and he kind of made, had the same reaction that you did, you know, when, when he, when they told him that the rock wasn't going to be ready, he's like, what, what, you know, but so anyway, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think he has to be there. I, I suppose here's what they could do. And again, I guess this all, this all comes down to it. Does the rock ever want to wrestle or will he ever wrestle? 
I, th- I um, think he. I think he might. Here's what they could yeah. do. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your thought, but now that now that my brain is turning on this, what they might do, they know they can't have The Rock take the belt off of Roman. Maybe they save Rock versus Roman for like SummerSlam or some sort of main event mm-hmm. after Mania so that Here- they there's not any risk of, of taking Roman off his pedestal. He will have already been knocked yeah. off at that point, but now you can give the fans what they want, just not for the title. And the fans don't give a shit about the title. They don't care. Well, but here's here's what they could do. They're clearly leaning into the head of the table, head of the family, blah, blah, blah. This Well, The Rock is part of that same family. And so he can come in and say, hey, listen, Oos, I'm the head of this family. I'm the head of the table. But here's what he could do. He could cost Roman the title. He could. Right? That would be interesting. He could he could cost but, Roman the title. But they won't because they want Cody to have a clean victory over him. I mean, they have to do that, right? Because if they gave Cody a, a dirty win that, I mean, because at this point, I mean, we've talked about this before. Whoever wins the title from Roman has to be the next anointed. Right. Well, so, okay, you, I, I would agree. But think about like, well, first of all, I'm going to hold that thought. You th- are, are we ever going to de-unify those titles like right now one guy's got them both Hmm. are they just going to go and merge them or are they going to ever split them that's a good question i don't think they need to split them to be honest i i don't think they need to i think they're getting good enough at writing storylines that the title is i mean it's always just been a prop it obviously doesn't mean anything they put it on people to get them more famous Right. It's not that they give it to somebody because they're famous. So I right. mean, okay. So let's yeah, okay. So let's let's just go with the assumption that they're they're either going to merge them or not split them for the at least for the purposes of this next three minute rant here. Okay. Sure. Okay. Think about like longer term booking, not just WrestleMania, right? So yes, I agree. You want to give Cody a a clean win, right? But Let's just say for argument's sake, you have the rock cost Roman the title. Okay. So now you've got beef between rock and Roman, right? But, and so you can build that all the way to SummerSlam, right? Sure. Okay. The next match though, after mania, you can have Roman say, Hey, Hey brah, you didn't beat me fair and square. Right. So you have the rematch from WrestleMania at the next pay-per-view and that's where you could give Cody his clean win over Roman. Yeah. That's so it. now yeah. you've, so now you've got three matches, right? You've got WrestleMania, you've got SummerSlam, and then you've got the rematch of mania at the, at the paper. I don't know. I'm just thinking like, yeah, lo- longer term, that might be, to, that might be one reason why you, why you don't give Cody his clean win at mania. That's all. Yeah. No, I think that's that's actually really a cool idea. I I still feel pretty strongly that they will give him the clean win, but maybe they do give Roman a reason to hate The Rock, and they set that up for something after Mania. I I don't know. Yeah. It's it's tough to say. Whatever The Rock does, I don't think it's going to be more than one match, because yeah, it just obviously he's got other things to do and. And I think Roman wants to go on and do other things too, but it'll be interesting to see what happens at the elimination chamber just a couple weeks away, especially yeah. with the, the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens factor there. I think that that could be 
really cool, even though I don't think any titles will change hands. But yeah, I mean, long story short, man, what a rumble. It was so great. Yeah. It, was yeah, it was really, great. really fantastic. Elimination Chamber is February 18th. So we are yep. two weeks from two, two weeks from Sunday. Saturday, actually. Or from Saturday, yeah. That's a Saturday which, night. Which I'm not thrilled about the set. To me, Sunday is wrestling night. But anyways. Yeah, I, I'm sort of... Uh, I mean, I usually have plans on Saturday. And I will right. have plans on this Saturday, too. So I, yeah. I won't be able to watch it live again. And yeah. I definitely prefer to watch it live. But, you know, I, I kind of don't mind the Saturday. But Yeah, I agreed. Overall, it was a great... It was a great great show and an awesome way to kick off the road to WrestleMania. Pumped. Yeah. And that's all it needs to do. It needs to set yeah. the stage for what's going to happen over the next three, four months. And when mania hits, I think the hype level is going to be incredible. And we didn't mention this, but they started the show with the best possible reveal that they could have done, which was Pat McAfee comes strolling oh, out. Oh Yes. And yes, I heard, I, I, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that Michael Cole and Corey Graves had no idea that was happening. So like oh, when McAfee's cool. music hit, like their reaction was incredibly was genuine. Legit. That's yeah. cool. That's so, cool. I, and I loved it. I mean, we, I know that we both love McAfee and he's done with his game day thing for now. So man, I, I wouldn't surprise me. We'd probably uh, see him at WrestleMania. That'd be great. I purposely didn't tell you that. Because I know you were watching it on delay, and I, I was just like, oh, I wanted, to, I wanted to text you so bad. Oh, um, that was the best. But, I mean, yeah. what a way to start the show. I mean, yeah. I, that was a great pop too. And I, it's For funny because sure. I didn't even know he had his own music. So when they started playing the music and the crowd went nuts, I'm like, who the hell is, is this? this? Yeah, right. What is going yeah. on? And then, uh, and then he came out, and I just like, oh man, just put me in such a good mood. I'm like, this is gonna be a good show real quick here and then we'll wrap this one up because i actually got some stuff i got to do later tonight and i know you do as well you had sent me a couple weeks ago you had sent me a list from ign of the top 15 best keanu reeves movies Mm. Um, i know i know you and i are both huge keanu reeves fanboys for obvious reasons i can't wait to see the next john wick movie i'm gonna rattle these off really quickly and i have I have two thoughts and then I'll, and then I'll ask you kind of for your thoughts as well. Okay. So number 15, the devil's advocate, number 14, Constantine, number 13, the matrix reloaded number 12, Bill and Ted face the music number 11, parenthood number 10, always be my maybe number nine, toy story four, number eight, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Number seven, River's Edge. Number six, Point Break. Number five, My Private Idaho. Number four, John Wick. Number three, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Number two, Speed. And number one, The Matrix. So I have two general thoughts about this list. Number one, The Devil's Advocate is tragically low on this list, in my opinion. I think number one and number two, number two being Speed, number one, The Matrix, I'm okay with those in I might put speed number one, but again, I that's fine. Devil's advocate can't be number 15. In my opinion, that's an amazing movie. And then my other thought is the matrix reloaded can't be anywhere near this fucking list. I don't understand <laughs> why it's on here. Um, yeah, but that, that was my thought about that list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, having a matrix sequel on this list is not, 
advisable. I, I don't think it it makes a lot of sense. And I know that the yeah, and I guess to sort of comment on your comment, I agree the devil's advocate is very low on that list. I think I don't know, like it's not the best Keanu performance, but in terms of the movie itself and I mean, even the movie itself is a little bit shaky, but I, you know, Al Pacino's grand finale in that movie yeah. makes everything about that wonderful. And I did like that very much. I will say that for me, the criminally underrated on that list is Constantine. And we've talked about that before. And I'm, yeah. I'm a mark for that movie for sure, because that is sort of Neo slash John Wick all rolled into a DC comic book, you know, and it's, and it's just, it, it's such a good movie. And I think they officially released a, some sort of press release that they're going to be doing a sequel, which I'm super stoked about, but I, there's one movie or maybe two that I haven't even heard of on that list that it, maybe it was, he did a handful of romantic comedies somewhere along the way, yep. but yeah, I, I mean, Matrix abs, absolutely wouldn't put anything higher than the Matrix speed was Speed was a good movie when I watched it, but I can say I haven't watched it in 20 years. Like I, yeah. it does. It's not one that I would ever even consider revisiting just because I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's an action movie and action movies are tougher for me to revisit. Yeah. I, I think, I think the other one that might be out of place in my mind, I think, I think um, point break is the bit low at six. I, I would put oh, point yes. break above. I, I would put point break above Bill and Ted I would put it above, you know, I, put, I would, put I would put it above yeah. speed. That's me, but you, I would yeah. put it above, I would yeah. put it number two because yeah. I mean, if you're just, it, it depends on what this list is criteria really is. Is it Keanu's performance or is it the movie? Because as a movie point break is phenomenal. It's, you know, with him and Patrick Swayze and Gary Busey and Lori Petty. I mean, it's an incredible movie speed. Yeah. I mean, Sandra Bullock, Dennis Hopper. Sure. It, it was yeah. inventive for what it was, but I mean, I can still watch Point Break today. In fact, I did a couple months ago and yeah. it holds up. It's just fun. I mean, it's a it's definitely an early 90s action movie. It's yeah. it's very sort of Michael Bay-ish before Michael Bay in a sense and the way that it's filmed and and presented kind of lethal weapon-ish too, I think. Yep. Which, you know, Gary Busey, I don't know, but that's yeah, the Matrix sequels, no, don't belong on there anywhere. I can't say that I can think of a movie. I would put a John Wick sequel on there before I would put a Matrix sequel on there because I don't think those are Oh, 100%. Movies. Yeah. So 100%. I don't, I, I that one I don't. I mean, you and I have talked about the second Matrix movie and, and how it could have been better if they'd have done different things. And there were actually some really great parts of that movie, but I don't think enough to put it on that list. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, dude, I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad we got to chat. I'm uh, I was I was worried that we were gonna and then we weren't and I'm glad we got to we have to hit our hundred this year so we gotta even if I we know. gotta throw in a couple 45 minute an hour long yeah chats I mean we gotta get them in all right well hey uh, I know you got plans this evening I got a couple things I gotta take care of so I'm gonna let you go this has been the 411 from 406 I'm Chewy that's Pip thanks brother appreciate it love you man adios uh, love you too see you
Excuse me. <laughs> Leave that, Leave that in. in, please. 